Hey coach, it's Matt Walrath from the VIP Nutrition Coach Show. In today's episode, I'm joined by one of my mentorship clients, Sammy, who went from an employee just nine months ago to hiring her first employee for her coaching business last month. In this episode, Sammy shares lessons from her journey. We talk about everything from her process to generate leads organically that allowed her to quit her job within eight weeks of starting mentorship with us, to how she has increased retention even with a high-ticket coaching offer for starving artists. And now she talks about tackling the new challenge of being a business owner and employer rather than just a solo coach. Sammy has worked with me for a little while now and honestly drops some serious gold that is usually behind the curtain of our mentorship programs. So if you want to pick up some action steps to help you scale your business up and eventually start hiring a team to help you, keep on listening. This episode is a snippet from one of the weekly live trainings we do in the Online Nutrition Coach Community Facebook group. If you'd love to submit your questions to be answered on future shows and get access to weekly live trainings and resources to help you scale your online coaching business, you can head directly to the Online Nutrition Coach Community Facebook group or go to beyondmacros.com slash community to get access plus a free bonus training to help you scale your nutrition coaching business without working a minute past 30 hours per week. All right, that's enough from me. Now for the episode. Today, I've got a very special guest. Now she is in a position where she is becoming a strong female employer. And I wanted to bring her back onto just do a nice little live talk, talk about some of the lead generation strategies that she's done to get her business from um, you know, being able to quit her job to now being able to employ other people. Some of the strategies she used to sell coaching, uh, some of the ways that she has been uh, creating a high retention experience for her clients. And just a bit about what the experience is like now transitioning towards uh, having a more scalable business model and bringing other people on to fulfill it. Um, so the person that I'm talking about is the one, the only, Sammy Sadakaria. So I'm going to call her up right now. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Wow. My heart just like raced when you said like, full, a powerful female business owner. My heart was like, ah, the dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> awesome. yeah. Super cool. Not just a dream, a goal, because you've written that down. I have written it down many times. Yeah. You're right. It's funny. I, we just went over that. Um, hey, Nutrition Coach community. Hope you're all doing well this fine Wednesday evening. There. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I just wanted to, uh, I guess, start things out, give people some context. So um, last time that we had you in this hot seat, Uh, We were probably about 12 weeks into working together Um, at about the eight week point, right? That's when you had left your other job, bought a camper van. You already had like a taste of freedom in that point. Yeah. 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 And then what did you tell me on our graduation call from the grow intensive just the other day? Well, a little backstory there. I drove my I drove a car from Florida to Seattle, which if you're in America, that's literally as far as you can get um, in the continental US. And I worked the whole way. So I worked from my computer, which is my dream, which is my goal, which is why I built this business. And so I was like, I can work from anywhere. I can take on whoever I want. 
I can hire whoever I want. This is full-fledged fucking freedom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, it's awesome. The quadruple F. <laughs> and it's 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 written on my on my desk right now too. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. That was that was so cool to hear. And yeah, so today, um, essentially, what we're going to be talking about and talking through is the fact that back then, you know, you achieved that first taste of freedom, and you had a good offer, no doubt about it. You know, we helped you create a good offer. Um, but now you've got an offer that is truly different and really, really unique to you. And you know, that's part of the process we see a lot of coaches go through is they create a good offer uh, when they're just starting out. And then over time, it evolves and becomes something just absolutely unique where you truly have that monopoly on the solution to your client's problems. So um, maybe we can start there. Like, where was your offer at when we last chatted? And what does it look like now? Because I know a lot of people are interested, like, oh, what do the monopoly offers or the VIP experiences actually look like from coaches that you've mentored? So uh, how about we take a look at yours? Yeah, absolutely. And we can talk through that. But first, it comes down to one simple thing that you said to me, because I was struggling with this for a while, um, this mindset of of being a nutrition coach. And you said, Sammy, I want you to stop thinking of yourself as a nutrition coach and start mm-hmm. thinking of yourself as a coach with nutrition in your toolbox. And mm-hmm. that was game That changed the way I thought about coaching, the way I thought about my business, because I did not like selling weight loss. And that's what I was doing. I didn't like it. My ideal client didn't like it. My ideal client, yeah, maybe they want to lose weight, but they don't want you to tell them that they need to lose weight and that they don't want to, they don't want you to bring it up. They want it to be a byproduct of thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I found that out because I posted in a group about, uh, I did a micro commitment in a group and I got my ass handed to me by a bunch of my ideal clients. So, um, which is great. It was a great lesson learned of language and how to use your client's language when you talk to them. Um, so my offer was selling weight loss to creative people, essentially, um, better than that, but you know what I mean? And now it is helping guide creatives or guide artists to unleash their creativity, unlock their creativity. So nutrition being just a part of that movement being just a part of that mindset being just a part of that. So for instance, my Facebook group is the creative health community. So um, I talk all things nutrition and mindset as well as story work, Um, which if you've seen Mark England's live here, folks, and if you haven't right when this is over, go watch it, go watch it. Um, Story work is getting out old stories to create new and better ones ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So my offers completely changed just with that, with that one aspect in mind. And it made one coaching so much more fun because I was so stressed about getting them results that the process felt forced. And now it's, now it's the creative entity that I want it to be. Um, and as you say, new level, new devil, um, because of that, it's now all about, okay, how do I scale this? How do I take on 10 to 20 new clients at the moment? So a lot of my time is, is going into figuring that out now. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the things that I'm hearing there is one, it's like figuring out how to speak 
to your ideal clients was actually something that helped shift your offer. It's funny. It's like a chicken or the egg because it's like your offer helps you learn how to speak to your ideal clients. But in this case, also, yeah, your offer or your messaging inform your offer a little bit, which is, is really cool. Um, yeah. And the other cool thing is that I think a lot of people are constrained by title. You know, it's like health coach, nutrition coach, PT, wellness coach. And honestly, like Kate and I talked a bit about this. It's like, if you're a nutrition coach, people are going to compare you to other nutrition coaches. You actually can't have a monopoly offer with that title. If you're a health coach, people are going to compare you to other health coaches. You actually can't have a monopoly offer because you have that title. You know, and so for you, it's like by removing the title and everybody who is wondering what their title should be or is constrained by their title, take it off. What do you do? Who do you help? And it's been so cool to see what's happened for you and your business since you've done that. And uh, just to give people an idea, it's like even just making the shift in terms of uh, stepping into helping creatives, you know, rekindle their spark, open up their creative flame, open up their creativity. Like how has that affected your business just by making that one simple change? I think the week that I, I redid that offer, I took on new clients. I took on two new clients like that week. Um, I was able to hit my first five months in December or in November. And then again in December and um, have higher goals for, for January. Um, so it was able to unlock a lot in myself because when we last time I did this case study, you and I had just did a meeting because I could not imagine myself making 5,000 a month because artists don't make that much. Money. Um, artists are starving artists. Um, and that story was keeping me stuck. So it's completely taken off. And my, you know, it's interesting. We talk about being genuine on social media, but often it's like, well, I don't talk to people about like, protein in my daily in daily life all the time how am I supposed to just be genuine like that on social media well because I I don't talk about these things in my daily life then I wasn't able to be genuine well what can what do I talk about in my daily life what can I actually talk about in my content that my that I enjoy and that my client wants to hear so it's opened up creativity in so many different ways um as Mm. well as you know being magnetic to the people I actually want to work with. Yeah. And that's something, if you didn't catch that, that magnetic to the people that I want to work with is so, so important. I don't know if you caught it because you just graduated, but yesterday I did a little momentum training for people in the build workshop. And one of the things that we talked about is how you're actually magnetizing your clients. And so when you're in a sales rut, and you're not celebrating and you're not being happy and feeling free and connected to your clients and connected to your mission and, you know, on purpose and you're feeling down and blah, blah, blah. Are you attractive? Heck no, you're not. And so it's actually, you know, when you're getting clients, you're not celebrating because you got the clients, you're getting the clients because you were celebrating. And in your case, it's also, you're getting the clients because what I'm hearing is you were enjoying the process of creating content because you were able to actually create content. That's something that you would be talking about in your regular life anyway, that you would be excited to have a conversation about. So it shifted it from being this forced 
regurgitation of information that you might have learned in a certification to here's the things that I'm pondering and would love to have a deep philosophical conversation over kombucha and tea with my homie. <laughs> exactly. And you know what's funny, Matt, is you know, since Kate started doing the um, social media calendars, it starts to get me to think in that way. Um, seeing her process for that. So I did, that's exactly what happened. What you described is exactly what happened this weekend. I was going through my journal type, like from the past few months that I've been taking, and I've realized that, and I was nerding out over journaling with my friend, like nerding hard and went, Oh yeah, that's this week's content. And I wrote two weeks of content in 15 minutes, not even kidding. 15 minutes. My friend was taking a shower by the time they were done. I've had my content written. And it's because you realize that one, it doesn't really matter. Just get something out there and be consistent with it. It's about the conversations you have. And two, if you enjoy it a little bit, that will show. <laughs> yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And it does. And I had like 30 comments on my journaling um, conversations this the, the past few days, which is cool. Yeah. That's awesome. So now we're kind of like tiptoeing that line of lead generation. Most people, they join the online nutrition coach community. They're like, how do I get more clients? What do I do? And you've, you've got a good process at the moment for getting new clients in the door, for your content, for your conversations. So what would you say has worked really well for you and taken you from the level that you were at when we first had your first case study in here to the point where you're at today? Oh my gosh. So, so much has changed that that's such a hard question, but <laughs> in terms of lead gen, um, showing up consistently, and, you know, I, and the thing is that you've folks, you've heard this. Other people have said this. Kate has said this. Matt has said this. Um, you find yourself doing so much busy work, doing things that are not money makers, And you're like, well, why aren't I getting clients? And it's because we're focused, we are putting in work, but really the clients come when you have conversations, quality conversations, good, generous, open conversations, being genuinely curious about where somebody's at and where they want to be. And also being real with them that you might not be the person to help them, not be the person to guide them. But I say to everyone I have a call with, I might not be the person to help you. And if I'm not, I will find the person who is the right person for you. And it's like a release on their shoulders. Okay, cool. So it doesn't have to be this. I'm going to hold my conversations that way. And if somebody says something, posts something, I'm going to their Facebook page, I'm going and seeing what I work, like I said, I work with creatives. That means I work with a lot of writers, artists, and musicians. So I'm going to their pages. I'm going to their website and seeing who they are, seeing what they care about, what they're into. And then I'm talking to them about it. I'm asking them questions. Sometimes I'm asking them for help with something or their advice on something. And then when they, if when they comment on my posts, I then have quality conversation to, um, to to talk, to talk quality um, content to talk with them about. It's a conversation starter. Sometimes you can go as simple as like, oh, how are you holding up? How's your creativity doing being stuck inside all the time? And people will give you everything. Um, now I've started adding in what Mark England does, um, his secrets. 
of the voice messages. Um, well, because he messages me, he sends me a voice memo. Hey, Sammy, blah, 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 join it. And I'm like, damn it, I'm sold. So, <laughs> so, and I've, and I've gotten good feedback from that as well. Um, I'm going live on Wednesday to do this. I think you'd really like it. Um, here, join my Facebook group. I had a lot of feedback from people saying, oh, that's so personal. Thank you so much. So the key for lead generation is one, where's your next client? Find where your next client is coming from. Don't assume they're going to show up in your inbox. So go out there, get to know them based on the things that they post and then send them a message and just be a real human. And when the right time comes to move them to a sales conversation, you will move them to a sales conversation. I nurtured a client for seven months. She was one of the first people that I did my market research with in last March when I did market research with like 25 people because I was home <laughs> and you said you have all the time do it. And we just kept talking and she kept watching my stuff and I kept commenting on her stuff. And she said, and I said, Hey, when you, she was making a corset, send it to me. I want to see a picture of it. And so finally she had commented something in a live that I was like, all right, I think she's ready. And we had, and that's when we got into the sales type language conversation um, in Messenger. I got her on a call and she is one of my favorite clients. Because she's so ready to play because she's there. Your future clients might not necessarily be ready at the moment, but you're having a conversation to move them slowly further along. I think that I once heard it takes like nine, what they say, like touches until somebody's mm. ready to play. Yeah, it's the the rule of seven. It's like seven. first time somebody sees you, they hate you. Second time they see you, they're like, oh, why is this person showing up again? Third time, they're like, oh, this person keeps showing up. What do they have to say? Fourth time, they're like, oh, this person's actually saying some kind of good stuff. Fifth time, they're like, oh, you know what? Maybe maybe I should go check this person out and see what else they have to say. Sixth time, they're like, wow, this is really good stuff. This is They're, they're, they're talking to what I need. And then seventh time, they're like, I need this person. <laughs> you know, that's the idea behind the, the seven seven touches. But honestly, with how much noise there actually is these days, oftentimes it either it, it'll take more like twenty one. It's like you got to get some serious touch in with certain people, depending on where their current level of trust is with you. That's why you know we talk about the automated trust machine in the build workshop. Is you know you can have seven touches with a bunch of people, but if they're inauthentic, you're playing the numbers game and actually you've done no research on them whatsoever. You know, you're not actually interested in them and helping them. You're just interested in the revenue you can generate by closing them. Then you are not going to move any further down the trust journey, which is what you have to be thinking about when it comes to uh, taking somebody from, I don't know who the heck Sammy is, to Sammy is the only person on the face of this earth who can help me with my unique problems and the solutions that I want to have. So, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And that mindset of this person is not a dollar sign, this person needs my help, I'm finding I always have to remind myself of that. Mm -hmm. Because I start out my work day going, all right, get to work. And I, like, I have to go into my pre-work ritual and remind myself like this, I'm here to be generous for this person. This conversation is to help move them along, not help me make a sale. 
Um, that's a mindset thing you're always working on. You're always growing and, and, and dialing in. Definitely. Yeah. I remember cause I mean, who here watching has actually like talked to or had a call with Sammy cause Sammy was working with us for a little while as a coaching specialist. And I remember Sammy, there was one point where you and I had a touch base, um, regarding that position. And, you know, you were telling me that oh, I'm starting to get a bit burnt out from the messaging for my business, for your business. I don't really, don't really know, you know, how to change it. And do you remember what the solution is that you came up with? Uh, that I am generous with my time and energy. Yeah. I think. It was like, yeah, I am generous. Yeah, which was- I still write that affirmation. Yeah. And I thought that was great because, I mean, that's something that is, is worth teaching people. Because, yeah, it can get to the point where, you know, sometimes, especially when you're first starting out, if you don't have a lot of people who already trust you to some degree, you're going to be kind of grinding in a way to move people through the trust journey. And so if you're only motivated by getting in and doing the marketing and having the conversations by the dollar signs that come when that person does have enough trust to, to work with you, well, you're never going to get to that point, one. And two, you're not going to have any motivation along the journey. You're not going to love or find joy in the process. And so that shift that you made, you know, that, was a, that was a good realization for me too. Because it was one of those where it's like, ah, oh, that's perfect. That is enjoying the journey. That is every single day going in and doing it because you're going to enjoy the journey. And that's what we talk about when we talk about like the leading and lagging indicators. It's like, yeah. you know, clients that lags, that takes time. You know, you're going to have some people who are like on the fence and they're ready to jump over to your side, but you got to move some people towards the fence, on the fence, over the fence. Yeah. I have one girl who I had a sales call with last week or two weeks ago, totally thought that she was going to go, thought she was going to go for it. it. Was so I was so clear and so ready. And she was like, I think I want to do it on my own. And I could not objection handle her out of it. I mean, I was mm-hmm. in my own place. That's another thing. She's watched every one of my lives since. So I know she will get there. And I know that by being a real human and by not forcing her there yet, when I, the right time will come. When it's the, the, that lagging indicator will, will be there for sure. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So we've covered some fun things. We've covered a bit of offer. We've covered a bit of lead generation, but I want to go a little more high level here. I want to talk about the next steps because right now you're hitting that point where you're like, I don't know that I could actually manage the number of clients that I need to hit my income goals. And so now what's the solution is going to be moving in place, or I should say, who is the solution that is being moved into place? Yeah. So this was fun because I love teamwork. And that's the one thing about being a solopreneur that I would mean is you're doing it alone. So I am changing it and I'm not doing it alone anymore. <laughs> um, that being said, it's, it's tricky. It's, it's a weird right now. She and I are in a weird process of trying to figure this out. Um, So like I said, I guide creatives to unlock their creativity, um, artists to unlock their creativity, whatever. And I, I do all of the mental work, all of the 
the health part of things. And now I want somebody who actually teaches like painting and opening up your creativity in a different way to host workshops and to coach people through the actual projects that they're working on to help them on the physical creative part of those creative projects that they're working on. And I have just a friend who does that. I have just a friend who is a writer, singer, songwriter, artist, dancer, director, producer, everything and more, any kind of artistry you can think of and more he does. And she and I sang together on the cruise that I worked on before. And I approached her about it. And I kind of was like, we were just having a, a girl's gab time. And I forgot, I opened up my journal and where I had written a note about it before. And I was like, Oh my God, I forgot. How do you feel about doing this kind of thing together? And she was like, she immediately lit up. So the next step is now figuring out how to implement that into my client's program. Also, how to pay her, how to, for me right now, it's making sure I bring on enough clients so that I can cover the things I need to cover and hire her. So, um, because my offer is not going to change when she comes on, but I will be able to bring them to the next step and I will charge more once I, once I bring them on. So February, I'm planning to um, upgrade my prices again, which is exciting and um and bring her on and then in the six month term my goal is to hire another who will be specifically nutrition because as much as I love eating well and talking about eating well and um learning more I really don't enjoy the deep sciencey thing of a bunch of different people's bodies so I don't want to do that all the time for long-term for my business. I want to do the story work. I want to do the behavior work. So I will be hiring somebody to do specific nutrition for basically for performance. Um, and that, that is the goal. That is the goal within six months to do that. Got to dial in and focus on sales, which I'm doing and I can do and I will do. Yeah. I love hearing this. It's so cool because to think about where your vision was when we first started working together versus where it's currently at, that is night and day. Like, that's one of those things for a lot of the coaches who may be towards the start of their journey that are watching this. It's like, yeah, you might see that, hey, my goal is to, you know, hit a 3K month, hit a 5K month, whatever. Um, having that bigger vision like you have right now it's like you are building this amazing client success infrastructure within your business at the moment mm. one of the reasons being like you've got the lead generation and the sales processes where you know like this month you'll hit 10k probably february you'll probably be at 20k you know just based off of you know the current processes and what it look like but the thing is now it's like okay well to, to hit that how do i actually continue providing that amazing experience for people because you know, if you don't have that amazing experience and people are dropping off, well, shoot, who cares that you're getting 10 to 20K over the next two months? Because that income is going to drop right off Yeah, over the next couple months. Every, every coach in the program who, you know, they have a client drop off uh, prematurely or a client who complains or a client who's non-compliant doesn't get results. I'm ready to celebrate that because that is a rite of passage. That is just something that's going to happen to you at some point if you coach enough people. It's like, you know, those badges that you get in like Girl Scouts, Boy Scouts. It's like, you know, you're getting your merit badge. It's like, okay, I had somebody who was non-compliant. Well, guess what? You know, that's a challenging situation. But within every challenge is the seed of an equal opportunity or an equal lesson. And so 
you know, if you can grow through those situations, that's awesome. And it sounds like for you, you know, having that recognition of, well, my role as a coach is actually just to be a guy. It's up to them to get the results. I'm just point them in the right direction. It's on them, but it's also on me. (laughs) (laughs) It's both. I mean, knowing what your boundaries are, knowing where, what you do actually offer. Yeah. Awesome. Well, how about we get into a bit of bit of Q and A? All right, coaches. That's it for today's episode. If you'd like to hear the rest of this training, get access to tons more like it, plus free resources to help you scale your online coaching business, you can head directly to the Online Nutrition Coach Community Facebook group or go to beyondmacros.com slash community to get access. Plus, I'll send you a free bonus training to help you scale your nutrition coaching business without working a minute past 30 hours per week. I hope to see you in the community so I can put a face to the name. I'll see you there. And until next time, much love, legends.